You're listening to Linked AM. Tell your story on Linked Live and get noticed. You're listening to Carl Wolfenden on the Business Class Show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed. Any financial statements are the opinions of the individual and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions. Upgrade your listening to Business Class, the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats. So sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week. Howdy, folks. Here he is, the Texas Brit, the guy with the stiff upper lip, filling his 10-gallon hat and his cowboy boots, Carl Wolfenden. Good morning, good morning, and uh, welcome to Linked AM with Carl. Carl Wolfenden here uh, from Business Class News. And, um, you know, we're all seeing the stories out there that... uh, we're all going back to work, apparently, uh, but in stages, which is uh, which is the safe and the responsible way of doing it. But uh, one of the things, and I'm getting lots of emails about this, for sure, about saying from restaurateurs, from manufacturers, CEOs, people that are part of our, our family here at Business Class News, and they're saying, well, what does that really mean? And so... Uh, I thought I'd bring on uh, a couple of my friends uh, from uh, from Lathrop GPM, and uh, they're a law firm, and they'll tell you a little bit more about that law firm in a second. Uh, but really, they're going to focus on what really you can be sort of starting to prepare yourself, because it's all about being prepared, and in my mind anyway, and that's what we've been talking about for the past few weeks. How do you get prepared for when things get to the new normal? Um, so um, I, I've actually brought on uh, M- uh, Mara Kohara and um, actually Eric Swan uh, from Lathrop GPM. And uh, welcome uh, on the show uh, today. And thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So, uh, Mara, uh, tell us more a little bit before we jump into the main sort of topic of, you know, uh, what's going to what potentially could happen when employees start going back into the into the workforce, into the buildings, into the offices, et cetera, and then the customers as well. Tell us a little bit more about uh, Lathrop GPM. Yeah, I will. Um, so Lathrop GPM, we... Uh, we are new as of January 1st, um, a product of a merger between Lathrop Engage and L- Great Plant Moody. Lathrop Engage was based in Kansas City and Great Plant Moody was based in Minneapolis. And we merged, um, had some really great synergies and became effectively Lathrop GPM as of January 1st. Both firms um, have roots back to the 18, well, Great Plant Moody's 1860s and Lathrop 1870s. And um, between the two firms, we have offices about 12, well, not about, we have 14 offices um, that span from LA to Boston. Uh, we're a full service law firm and both corporate and litigation type work and, and everything in between and around it. Um, and we're happy to, to be a merged firm and t- that we have each other during this um, trying uh, time now. Well, that's right. I mean, I think I think whenever uh, a company comes together, I mean, my goodness, 
uh, what what a, a heritage there. But back into the 1800s as such, I mean, there's nothing better than experience. And I think, you know, bringing companies together that have got subject matter experts in their own fields that can complement each other, I think is a huge benefit when you do that. So yeah, you're a new name as such or a new entity in, 20, in 2020. Uh, but um, at the end of the day, you've got all of that uh, that experience. So, so Eric, so what what type of things um, do you focus on in your particular office? And, and I think Mara, you're in the same field, aren't you? In the tort law, I believe. So, uh, explain a little bit more about that, uh, Eric, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so, so my practice focuses on tort law, as you said, and environmental defense. But largely, my practice over the last 15 years has been defending Fortune 500 companies in complex litigation. But for your, for your listeners, tort law is, is the aspect of civil law that deals when an individual is claiming that they were injured as a result of the actions of somebody else. And they bring a lawsuit essentially seeking money damages or compensation for the injuries they allege were caused by someone else's action. Well, I think, you know, one of the things, I mean, we're going to be writing about this on the on the website as well. Um, there's going to be two types of claims, I think, you're, you're predicting, you know, as such. I think it's going to, in, it's in, 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 it's going to happen anyway, if I can get the words out. Um, but um, literally, it's going to happen anyway. And, and that's going to be claims from the workplace, as such, from employees saying, potentially, hey, you didn't give me enough protection, and so therefore I caught coronavirus, uh, as such. Um, and then, of course, the other side is the consumers walking into your workplace and, and saying, hey, I got it. But so what does a business need to be thinking about to actually get themselves prepared? Because for, for, that's going to happen, unfortunately, at some stage with some businesses. So what should a business be thinking about? Well, I think I can start and then I can let Eric um, kind of follow up. But first, I mean, depending upon the business, you need to, you know, if you're opening a building, you got to be prepared to open the building and you got to make sure that that building is, you know, disinfected, clean, ready for your workers to come in and, and that you've looked at sort of the facilities to make sure that you can, in fact, have folks come back and, and come back safely. Um, and I say that, you know, prepare the workforce. You're going to have some folks that just aren't comfortable coming back right now. And obviously, I should have said this first. Make sure that whatever you're doing, you're following the, you know, CDC and your state and local health department guidelines. So I think really study those to make sure you really understand them um, to make sure you're complying. And then from there, you know, preparing the building itself, the workforce and and frankly, controlling the access to the buildings for those that are outside your workforce, because um, you want to prevent uh, folks that you just have no control over coming in. And um, perhaps, you know, you, if you don't know if they've come with anything that can, can contaminate, contaminate, I apologize. But what else would you say, Eric? Can I lay the groundwork? No. Yeah, yeah, I think I think from in, in terms of defending yourself from the lawsuit, there's nothing you can do to entirely prevent someone from suing you, unfortunately. But you can take uh, steps to minimize the risk. And, and I think one of the critical ones is what Mara said, which is to follow the federal, state, and local guidance. Uh, the federal guidance is typically coming down right now from the CDC. There's some other entities, but that's, that's the one that is putting out general guidance to businesses. 
as well as guidance more specific to certain industries. Some states are complementing that as well. But even in my own county right now, the county health department is putting out very strict and specific guidelines, and that would include the number of people you can have in your business as a percentage of the fire code occupancy and things of that nature. So one of the one of the most important things is to follow the guidance that you're being given. And and two, what I would say in tandem with that is to document the guidance that you're following because some of these lawsuits may not be filed for a year to four years later. Depends on what the statute of limitations is in the case in the specific state. And so you want to have you want to be able to recreate sort of what what you did, when and why. And so you kind of want to have a record of what it was that you were following, assuming you're doing that. Um, and that would include I, I'm a, a lot of these call for in, increased sanitation of the building, for example. I would keep a record of that, what you're doing so that you can prove that you you were doing what what what, what you said you were. Um, th- those are just a few things. I'm sure we can add some more, but uh, those would be sort of the, the critical things. I mean, unfortunately, you're always going to get the uh, uh, the individual. You said you can't stop people from uh, you know suing people because that's uh, part of uh, the uh, the democracy that we live in. But at the same time, you are going to get those people that say, "Oh, uh, you know, I, I I was down there the other day and somebody coughed on me. One of your employees coughed on me." Uh, but <laughs> it's so if you're not prepared and you don't document and and say that, well, actually, there's nobody in my building that was ill because we tested them we had the thermometers and all of that stuff so you've got to document that um and and at least that that's a piece of information that you can use if that you were in that unfortunate situation which is which is important so um what what can a business do if they are filed against i mean that's something else i think every executive and ceo and founder is worried about that that letter that knock on the door uh, being served a paper and saying, you know, what should a what should a business do as soon as they they have that? Is there a time limit that we have to think about or whatever? Well, and I'll take so you know you're going to see two different types of lawsuits. You're going to see those um, brought by employees, and then you're going to see those by customers. So I can take the employee part of it, and Eric, if you want to do the customers, but I think you know right away with the employees, you want to be notifying work comp, um, you know, ASAP, that's going to be the, that's what that should fall under. One thing that we realize, and Eric and I've talked a lot about it and folks at our firm, you know, you don't necessarily, plaintiffs aren't going to want to stay in work comp. They're going to want to reach out to deeper pockets and see if they can get around and be creative um, and try not to be subject to just work comp. So if that lawsuit goes beyond, if somehow they can get creative and try to get outside of um, work comp, you know, you want to notify your other insurance, you know, your business insurance right away and then um, do everything you can to gather your documentation. And um, if you need to um, notify insurance because, you know, to the extent you can get coverage and if you likely... I think you're going to see a lot of denials of work comp and I think you're going to see insurance denials. And so you need to get your ducks in a row on that while also defending the case. Um, And all of them, I think, require some swift action, which I think sort of dovetails Eric into kind of the same thing you're going to see with um, if you have customers um, filing lawsuits. 
Right. And, 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 and similarly, although if a customer sues a business, they won't, it won't arise under workers' comp, it'll arise in a more traditional civil lawsuit system. But some of the same considerations are in play. I mean, one of the first things you want to do is see if you have coverage for that. And the second thing is, in tandem with that, is contacting a lawyer because there are time frames that are important. For example, oftentimes businesses, it behooves businesses to be in federal court instead of state court. And there are windows of time in which you can file things to take your case from state court. It's called a removal, to take your case from state court to federal court. And those are some pretty short time frames, typically 30 days. So some of those claims require swift action. Uh, so you don't want to be waiting around while uh, some of those clocks are start ticking. Uh, no, that's great information. I mean, so so in summary, how how would you go about if 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 I phoned you and I said, look, I need I need advice because I'd rather be pre prepared. Than, than, than not. So is it better for me to pick up the phone to you guys now and say, hey, can we sit down and start looking at a plan of what I need to be doing and what are the pieces I need to put in? Um, is that is that a, a smart way of doing it or should I just pick up the phone when I get the, <laughs> the, 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 the piece of paper? No, I think especially um, in what Eric and I do and especially when we've worked with clients for so long, being prepared is sometimes, I mean, can be one of the better defenses. So if you're getting in front of what you think could come down the pike and with respect to litigation, I mean, risk assessment, risk analysis, seeing what you're doing, making sure um, that you've got the advice of counsel um, on how you are getting prepared to get folks back. And then also, you know, finding out your coverage. Um, we've been offering and, and I think, you know, you may want to talk to, Others may want to talk to folks. We've got a whole group of people that they're experts in insurance and policy reading, and um, they can look at a policy just to say, if you are you know, going to be sued, this is the coverage obligations that your um, insurance companies and carriers have. And that helps, I think, to kind of ease your mind to know if you see something, you at least have some help and coverage. So having your coverage looked at and your sort of policies already in place, you know, are, are those good enough? Should I improve? Um, I think that prepares you for when you get the um, unfortunate and sometimes in the lawsuit, you know, gets filed. Um, you're, you're not reacting as much as you're just now um, triaging and moving forward and you've got kind of the right steps um, and a trusted advisor that already knows your business, um, you know, to help you in any type of defense. I think I think one of the things that we we know when the, ever there's a a situation that opens the door for a bad thing to happen to a business, <laughs> um, something will happen. Uh, and you know, we say you know we do a lot of marketing uh, segments where we talk about look, you know, you've got to be ahead of the curve. You got to be really you know looking at what are you going to try and do, what are you trying to sell. It's the same on the operational side. In the operational side, you have to look at, as you said, the risk assessment, because unfortunately now um, you, you can't just go into into your, your planning phase and your strategy um, without having to think that there's something like this is going to happen. Um, and so the HR side, um, you know, I would say that 
you know, the leadership should be talking to the HR folks and saying, look, you know, let's let's look at what that risk is and even bring them into a conversation with you guys because you guys uh, know um, it sounded very New York, that you guys. I just realized <laughs> that sometimes I say these things and uh, it's because I've been in America so long. Uh, but um, but when they talk to you, uh, bring in maybe the departments that may, may affect um, is is that a good idea to to bring in sort of the the VP of HR into the conversations with specialists like yourself so that they can listen to what you're saying so they can implement it? Is that is that a, a, a smart way of doing it as well? Yeah, I think I think for companies that are that are large enough, you definitely want to have your HR department on board, especially with the opening of the business and potentially issues you're going to have with employees uncomfortable coming back to work and. So it's, it would be important to have HR involved as well as outside counsel if you have the option of getting some advice early, like Mara said, you know, a, a little bit of prevention can go a long way down the road. And some of and some of the guidance that's coming out is pretty is pretty strict and pretty technical. Uh, but there are lawsuits that are coming; they're already being filed, and it, it, it will be inevitable that there will be a a large amount of litigation, um, particularly around personal injuries and COVID infections. So uh, it, it's already started, but but you're going to see much more of it. Well, what I really like about um, your, your firm is that, as you say, you're all across the country. Uh, and so you've got specialists like yourselves that can they can pick up the phone and uh, and sort of reach out to you. And you're in the Kansas City um, now you're Missouri or the Kansas side. I always, I always get mistake here. So there's, there's two Kansases. I don't know how that happened, but yeah. You know, so you're, you're in Kansas, Missouri. Is that where your offices are? We're in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, but we also have offices on the Kansas side. Just a, a quick 30 minutes apart. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Social distancing even before right. you were social distancing. I like it. I like it. Well, um, you know, what I'd like you to do, either Eric or Mara, you know, can you just summarize why somebody should pick up the phone to you guys um, in your mind? Uh, and and then and then we'll – I really do want to talk to you insurance guys as well because I think, you know, loss of business. I, I heard a – a thing where the other uh, today that some states are going to actually force people to have loss of business insurance um, or business interruption uh, insurance, and so that's something I think I can talk to your colleagues about because uh, uh, that's that's going to be an interesting <laughs> topic in its own right. Uh, so, but in summary, you know, tell us, you know, what what's the pro what's the steps that somebody should take um, uh, that uh, that we really just talked about. Well, I just think preparation is key. And the more we know about our clients' business, the more we can help and be ready, um, you know, when the inevitable lawsuit gets filed or get someone ready to where you can avoid litigation. I mean, obviously, as lawyers, um, people think we just get paid when a lawsuit's filed. But a lot of what we do is the preparation and, and you know, avoiding the risk and helping our clients. You know, we'd like to be advisors and counselors. And to the extent, you know, we can do that, um, we, we'll do that. And I know, Eric, you may want to make the point, too. We talk about it on the, you know, we can help with sort of the whole circle, the risk assessment, and then legislatively as well. Right. And that, that's actually a great, a great point, because this is one thing that that's worth telling your audience. I mean, one of the one of the issues that you see floating around right now, you've seen the U.S. Chamber of Commerce talking uh, about sort of lobbying for litigation 
protection for companies. I think it would behoove businesses to the extent they have the contacts or, or just to contact their legislatures, but to push their legislatures on both the federal and the state level for some degree of liability protection, because ultimately these infections are a, a, a creature of nature and it's nothing really that companies can do to stop infections from occurring. But if to the extent we want people to get back to work and we want the economy to restart, um, a liability protection um, can only come sort of legislatively and that would help all those businesses in terms of giving them some degree of assurance that they're going to be safe from litigation. Well, that's, uh, all this has been great information. Uh, we come to the end of the segment, I'm afraid. But uh, as I say, I'm, uh, there's a plethora of information, I think, you know, other subjects that I'd love to have you both on the show to talk about. Hopefully, it, we've got past COVID-19, and then we'll talk about your know, other things that, uh, you know, will help our, our, our listeners, our viewers and readers out there. So appreciate you joining me this morning because, uh, as I say, it's, uh, it's a very strange time we're in. But it, and thank goodness we have subject matter experts like yourself and uh, specialists that can help us through it. So thank you for joining me this morning. It's been really, really informative. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, thanks for having us, Carl.